Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Moving Into the Future. Today, we have a special episode as we're coming to you from the New York Design Center at 200 Lexington Ave, where we're in the Desiron Showroom, joined by their CEO and COO, Cortland Pennell and Jerry Sullivan. Gentlemen, thank you for having me today. Thanks for having us. Yeah, this is fantastic. Yeah, this is really great. Um, and, you know, as I said, we're at the New York Design Center. This is... Uh, Probably the most historic design building in Manhattan. Uh, it's been around for, you know, over 100 years. How has this been for you guys being positioned here in, you know, one of the most advantageous places to find beautiful design in New York City? Well, I think it's been, uh, you know, it's, I think it's been very uh, uh, challenging, you know, during the pandemic. You know, we, uh, we acquired the company a little over a year ago, and, and this was the uh, existing sort of headquarters showroom, uh, you know, for the brand. And, um, uh, and over the last year, you know, working with the design center, they've been uh, very helpful and, and I think very proactive in trying to drive traffic here. I think pre-pandemic, this was a, a real hot spot for, you know, designers to come with their clients and see a, a wide, wide uh, array of products that could go into, go into uh, projects. And um, uh, as, the, as, as people are getting out, uh, you know, a little bit more, it certainly has, uh, has ticked up in terms of traffic. Um, but, you know, this is really where, you know, Desiron has uh, planted their flag for the last few years. And, and we've, uh, you know, spent a lot of time and energy um, redoing our showroom, you know, new products, new sort of artwork, new, uh, you know, kind of new everything. Um, so, you know, we are uh, hopeful that, uh, you know, the traffic continues to, to grow. And, uh, you know, once we get people in here, you know, they're very excited about sort of the new things that we're offering and, and the legacy of, uh, you know, what Desiron's been the last 25 years. Right. And that's been something we've all, you know, been, been dealing with through the pandemic. I've had many people on the podcast talking about, you know, the office space as a whole and how we're, uh, kind of rethinking, you know, how we work and, and how we get people in. I've always, you know, compared it to now the office space is a lot like a retail space in some sense where, you know, retail stores are meant to drive uh, people in there, you know. So however they do that, um, you know, they, they have to find creative solutions in order to do that. And that's a lot of, you know, what we're doing now. So, you know, Jerry, as the, uh, you know, design director and, you know, the person really focused on new creative solutions for Desiron and their clients, you know, how have you, since you've come on, uh, been positioning Desiron to offer creative solutions to their clients and, and things of that nature, you know, as people still reconsider, you know, how they're going to reshape their spaces coming out of the pandemic? Sure. We've... What we're excited about is is the sort of ability that this product that we have here is adaptable and flexible uh, within the design world, the greater design world. We can really bridge from a high-end residential world to a luxury brand world to a hospitality world to a commercial world very easily with yeah. the sort of breadth of product that we have. And I think foundationally, you know, where the founders of this company really began the company was around that sort of creative artisanal approach but a very collaborative approach and I think what we bring to the table to that design community is that collaborative approach with them in working with them and and you know sort of hearing what they have to say but also hearing what they're telling us how that new work environment needs to be both at home and in the office and that sort of experiential sort of drive and need that a lot of the end users want 
um, is becoming sort of paramount to how we're approaching that with the design community as a whole. So, you know, Court was mentioning too about this building. I mean, what makes this building and what makes this location sort of really pivotal for us is that is that approach where everyone here works with each other. It's definitely an environment that we're all supporting each other. We're inviting each other in. We're sharing ideas. And I think that has sort of transcended through all the design sort of showrooms here and what, the, you know, Jim Druckmann and the team here have really been pushing to drive more traffic here and more interest here. Yeah, yeah. And you mentioned something really cool, too, as far as the collaboration with different designers and different brands. You know, that, that's kind of something I've learned that, that design does a lot of. And, you know, it's not just furniture. It's lighting designers. You know, exactly. it's, it's, it's a lot of different things. And that's there's so many things that go into completing a space. You know, obviously the furniture, the lighting, the art, the plants, you know, the, the, the carpeting, all of those things become such key elements, you know, to, to designing a space. So I, I'd like, you know, Jerry, I'll start with you, but then I'd like to get your thoughts on it too, Court. Um, how is that working with, you know, different designers and how do you approach that, you know, from your standpoint with what you have to offer at Desiron, you know, how are you going into those meetings and coming up with collaborative ideas to really push Desiron forward and then, sure. you know, the, the, the spaces forward too? It, where I think the pivot for us has been really listening. I think Desire and Foundationally Against came to the design community with a product and ideas and, and, and physical designs that were appealing. I think where we're now trying to position ourselves and grow this company is to be more of that voice in conjunction with the designers and with that community from the perspective that we're hearing what they want to do and then we're letting them know the capabilities that we have to actually help them envision right. that and ultimately create that. So coming back to how we are interacting with those designers, that's really what we're doing. We're, we're, we're sort of changing the paradigm a little bit. We're listening more mm -hmm. and then still showing them that we can celebrate their ideas with what we already have in our lines, but also we want to welcome them to work with us and collaborate with us and create with us. And I think that conversation has really generated a lot of new interest and a lot of new energy in the company. Yeah, very cool. Cor, what do you, what do you think about that? Well, I think the, I think the, uh, you know, desire and it's, it's sort of history and, and, and its foundation, um, you know, was a, you know, the name Desiron, you know, it's Desire and Iron, yeah. right? It, you know, it, it's sort of a steel furniture that uh, from the get-go had, you know, wood accents and, and glass accents and upholstery accents. And so when, um, as the line was created and grew and as we've taken it over and modified it and, and sort of, um, uh, you know, made it, made it in, in some ways more current, it's very flexible. And a designer can come in and say, wow, I really like your sofa, um, but we're looking to do, you know, in a totally different finish, um, and a little bit smaller, like those customizations are, are really quite easy mm -hmm. and they allow the designer to, to put their, you know, sort of put their, their, uh, their name on it. Right. right. And, uh, and so, Hey, I have this desire sofa for you that I designed. Right. And here's the fabric that we chose and here's the custom metal finish that we chose and here's the wooden accent that we chose. And so for for me and Jerry and from a like an operational production standpoint, it's a standard sofa, although it's it's now really belongs to that designer and they feel ownership. Right. To it, which is which is what they're selling to their clients. So that's you know, it's a it's a win win sort of for everybody. So it's flexible enough that you, they can sort of put their take on it. We also do. Um, 
you know, that's sort of our general collaboration with the design community, but we also do specific collaborations with specific designers or architecture firms. So we have, you know, products, um, for example, uh, we have a product line with, uh, with Workshop, which is a, a large architecture firm in, in the city. And so we have, um, you know, Workshop by Design, right? And so it's, it's their designs married with our production techniques, and we, and we have launched a line, you know, of furniture that's been, that's been very successful. So uh, we do those kinds of collaborations also, which are, which are a lot of fun um, and, uh, you know, are, are super relevant to, to sort of the design community in general. Yeah, that's very cool. And then, you know, just so I understand, because, you know, this is this is definitely out of my world, you know, a company like Workshop is then, you know, taking that product to their clients and basically position it to them for, you know, whatever they may be building out, whether it's a hotel or, you know, a lobby space or an office space or whatever that may be, that, that's yeah, all available I, to them. Yeah, I hope so. Yeah, exactly. That's, that's. But, but at the end of the day, at the end of the day, it's, it's a collaboration that's a licensing agreement. Right. You know, and so it's, it's the onus is on us to sell it, but certainly, you know, they're, they're a fantastic partner. Um, and, uh, you know, collaboratively talking about how we market it and how we sell it. It's a, it's a joint effort, which is, which is super exciting and not necessarily the norm, you know, in, in the licensing world, but uh, we're very specific about, what the, who those partners are, you know, and what those partnerships are. Um, and uh, you, you got to pick the right ones. Right, exactly. Right? And, and yeah. that kind of segues into my next question as far as picking the right partnership with you two. Um, you know, you guys, uh, you came into this together, you know, Court, you mentioned you bought Desiring a year ago. Um, and, and, you know, for our listeners, Desiring has been around for 25 years plus, right? 25 years, yeah. It was yeah. founded in the, the late 90s by uh, Frank Carfaro. Right. Um, and, uh, you know, Frank was a, uh, you know, second or third generation, you know, iron smith guy. You know, his gra- grandfather came over from Italy and, and had uh, uh, an iron workshop over in, in uh, you know, in Newark. Um, I think it's uh, his uncle still has it. It's Carfaro Iron Works, I, wow. think, I think is what it's called. Or, uh, and, uh, you know, Frank... Uh, designed a lot of this furniture and, and started out. Um, he actually worked for Dun and Bradstreet, uh, and he and his brother, uh, you know, on weekends would go weld up stuff. Right. And they went to the West Side flea market. They used to used to yeah. be this was like back in the you know mid nineties, and right. they, they built a couple tables. They went to the flea market and they sold them in like ten minutes. No kidding. And they were like, we should come back next weekend. You know, so they made four tables, and you know, and that's kind of how kind of how Desiron was born. And Frank and I had been have been friends, uh, you know, since college, um, and so I was always sort of um, knew what was happening at Desiron. You know, knew what was going on, and uh, I had a consulting business. You know, helping companies, you know, with manufacturing and marketing and those sorts of things. And, and again, Frank and I are great friends, and and so I was helping him sort of right when the pandemic started. Sort of what's the next twenty five years of Desiron look like, and. Uh, you know, the end of that, the end of that uh, arrangement, it was, um, you know, it was, uh, uh, it was going to, it was going to uh, evolve a certain way and it needed some new, some new ownership, right. you know, to do that. And uh, so that was a little over a year ago. And as I was putting together, um, you know, sort of the management team and how that would work, uh, Jerry and my sister-in-law went to Skidmore together uh, and they'd been friends for 30 years. And, uh, they said, you should, you should talk to Jerry. And we had actually worked together a few years ago, uh, at, um, at convene. Uh, my company was doing some, doing some product for convene. Um, and anyway, so I, I called Jerry and said, haven't talked in a while. And I, have got this opportunity here. Would you be interested in, in, uh, you want to put some money in? Is actually how, <laughs> how it started. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> um, and then, uh, 
um, you know, and then help me help me run it. And he was like, yeah, this could be really fun. And, and it sort of it sort of went from there. That was that was a little over a year ago. And Jerry, um, you know, for you, what was it that was appealing to you to get involved in something like this? And, uh, you know, because you do have a very interesting, um, you know, work history being a JLL convene, um, you know, some architecture firms. What was it about Desire that that was appealing to, to you to come on as design director? The, the passion for design has is, is just always been at the center of me and in, in what I've loved to do and, and have had you know, amazing opportunities throughout my career, both in the design world, the real estate world, the construction world, the hospitality world. And, you know, this opportunity started to meld all of that together. And so what Court and I really, you know, talked about was leveraging the network of people that we knew. And me coming more from a true design and commercial and, and architecture and real estate background, married with his manufacturing production and creative side of, of furniture, we just saw it to be the synergies were right and, and the connections were right. And I think the vision of where the company wanted to go and how we wanted to grow, knowing that the heavier bulk of what we do is definitely still geared towards a very um, specific residential market, but we also saw the potential and the excitement of where this could start to go beyond that market. And that's really what was the impetus for me to jump on board here. So Right. And, uh, you know, just to kind of extend on that a little bit, uh, as far as beyond that market, you know, are you guys looking to, to focus more in, in hospitality or like, you know, multifamily, like that sort of uh, work? Or, you know, what is, what is your vision for Desire and, and the type of capabilities, you know, you want to, kind of take to the next level, like, like you mentioned, uh, you know, yeah, Jerry, we'll start with you. And then, yeah, I'd like to get your thoughts too, Court. Yeah, the, the, it's, it's a layered approach for us right now. I mean, I think the growth, the, the first out of the gate growth for us really is in that hospitality commercial market. We see that a majority of our product, we feel confident in just knowing that the look and the style and, and the feel of what our product you know, presents itself as really is, um, should be those sort of specialty jewel moments in, a, in that type of environment. And that's really where we're seeing that element grow. We're looking at how we tap the residential market greater than just the Northeast market, where mm -hmm. this has been a very Northeast-centric business for us. And we're seeing the mountain regions, the West Coast, the, the Southeast regions are starting to really you know, nod their heads towards us, which is really exciting. So getting into that and how we grow that side of the market. And then the third sort of element for us is really, you know, to Court's point, this is a company that's been around for a long time, but we've also been so true and, and stayed in a lot of our products that we're, we're needing to sort of freshen up a little bit. And we're getting really excited about some of that new product development that we're really um, in the throes of right now. And uh, stay tuned because that's going to be pretty damn exciting for us. Yeah, very cool. Do you have anything to add to that or, to, you know? Well, I mean, even just touching on how you opened up with, uh, you know, spaces are just changing, right? right? Commercial spaces are changing a lot. Right. And, um, you know, smaller, more intimate, nicer, right? I mean, everyone left the offices and worked from home for two years and a lot of them don't want to come back, yeah. right? So how do you create an environment <laughs> that makes you want to come back? And, um, you know, Desire and historically lived in the commercial world, you know, 
just in the ancillary market and ancillary being, hey, we're going to do all these you know, cubicles for mm-hmm. the office, but we really want a nice bench for the, yep. for the lobby, right? And, 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 sort of, and, and that, is our, that is where we live right now. And we're really good at that. And we offer, we offer something that is, um, like Jerry said, it's a moment, right? It's a, it's a, it's a higher end piece that's super functional, uh, can be tailored to, to match the space. Um, and, uh, you know, and it's part of that ancillary budget in those, in those larger bills, uh, builds on the commercial side. Um, and it's a, it's a fun little place to, to play in yeah. because we have a very, you know, focused, uh, line of furniture that let's say again, is, is a high, is high end residential New York city. However, um, because of its flexibility can, can be altered a little bit to, to fit in those spaces really well. Right. And that's, um, you guys both said something really interesting in terms of like, you know, the, the changing space. And, you know, you mentioned this being like a Northeast brand predominantly, you know, for the last 20 years or so, whatever. But like, I remember when I was part of the real estate team at Indeed and designing spaces there, like we used to try to put a certain touch on offices where, you know, when you walked in, you knew that you were an Indeed office, but like something that would make it unique. So like, I'm thinking of like Seattle right now. Or like this modern industrial is like, you know, kind of like new wave there. Do you guys see that in certain markets where like people are buying, um, you know, where like it is kind of uh, facilitating down to, you know, the, the, the south a little more and like Nashville or somewhere like that. Do you guys see certain markets become more um, just prominent for, for your type of products and design and stuff like that? I think overall, uh, in general, in the marketplace, absolutely, right? And these sort of smaller, um, smaller uh, urban settings. Let's just use Nashville for example. You know, uh, they're making they're making um, they are making a concerted effort to create create really nice spaces, right? right? I, I, maybe I didn't say that right. Not no. like they weren't doing it before, but it but it is a little bit different. It's right? Becoming more modern. It's becoming there. more modern, right. and. Um, you know, we, although we don't play in, in those other cities, uh, uh, as much today as we, as we will in the future, um, you know, that's a huge motivation for us to, to expand our, you know, expand our outlet, uh, uh, how we sell the product. Right. And, you know, as we develop all of our new products this year, we have three new product launches happening this year, which, which is a lot of work, Like yeah. one, one would be a lot of work and we are doing three before the end of the year. Um, you know, those are uh, part of the development of those was not only the aesthetic, but was also how, how, ca- how can we, how can we sell this profitably in other markets, right? right? Whether it's multi-line showrooms or whether it's, you know, sales reps, whether it's new, uh, you know, maybe there's a new design showroom, right? In a, in a market. And, uh, uh, but you have to structure your, your costings the right way, certainly, uh, which is very challenging uh, in, in today's market as, you know, especially working in steel and wood, you know, we get, uh, we get oh. changes daily on, you know, not only lead times, but pricing on you know, sort of standard materials. So it's, it's, uh, you know, it, it's something that is, uh, 100% part of our future. Um, and, uh, really going to start, uh, exploring that towards the end of this year. Right. And, uh, Jerry, can you tell us a little bit more about like the new product lines and, and, you know, how you guys are, you know, strategically, uh, using those to, to, so offer something new to clients? I can't divulge everything yet. <laughs> uh, but in all seriousness, though, we are, I think it's, the focus for us has been taking that, what you brought up earlier about how people are wanting to work and interact within space. Yeah. And that more personalized, that that more sort of 
um, comfortable place to be where work isn't just about task oriented. I'm, I'm coming here to experience this, mm-hmm. this place this with space. other people and coworkers. Right. And the more that that space in the, in the elements and the products within that space reinforce that experience, that personal experience then becomes that much more enjoyable and people want to be in that space more. And what we're feeling, what the products that we're making, those are enhancing those moments and those are enhancing those experiences. So we're trying to celebrate that idea of the workspace and the office space shouldn't just be what they were used to seeing. It's got, it can be more than that. And the, in the, and the end user wants that, yeah. and, and they're demanding it in some ways. And that's becoming, in weird ways, almost the new benefit of the new perk. It's like, right. I'm going to come work for you because I want the environment I work in to be enjoyable and special. Yeah, and you know, that's, that's also a really great point. And um, I ponder this often because I really do have a passion, you know, opening offices, opening WeWorks. You know, you were at Convene. So again, like that, that shared office space dynamic mm-hmm is a little bit different than the, the, the private office space dynamic. But again, the draw of both is to get people there now. Like, you know, and I, I often wonder, like, you know, the office space of the, the future, you know, could kind of like look a little bit like this, you know, sans the bed. But like, you know, <laughs> exactly. but like, you know, really a space where you're going to be able to go to different pockets of that office and spark some level of, you know, creativity or product or productivity or something along those lines. How do you guys see it from your standpoint? Um, you know, Jerry, we'll start with you and then Court, you know, you can you can answer as well. How do you guys, you know, see that and then creatively think whether you're again collaborating with new designers or creating new lines to service those needs to, you know, spark that creativity or, or collaborativeness or whatever it may be. I think it's, it's again, coming back to my earlier point about listening to what the design community is really uh, being asked to do. And we're trying to follow their leads. But at the same time, we want to be that influencer, a little bit of that inspirer, yeah. so to speak, to them. And I think the more that is being explored and being uh, desired in the workplace and in the general office space of wanting it to be this mixture, this little like think about even the hospitality world where the more smaller boutique hotels, the more smaller boutique environments, people want that experience. They want to be in a place where they feel that they're, it's personalized and mm-hmm. connected to them. And so I think that's where we're going, not only with the new product, but even just our bigger vision of the company as we grow. We want to be that sort of that beauty element within it. We want to be that sort of moment within that overall work experience that people really enjoy and, and can celebrate not only seeing it in their office environment, but would love to see that coffee table in, in their living room. We would love to see that console table in their front foyer. I mean, those are the kind of things where we see the bridging of our product, which was, again, very residentially focused in its beginnings to start really spreading out mm-hmm. to hit a multitude of markets. Yeah, that's really great. That is, that, that's really, um, again, interesting how they're, they're all becoming one in some sense, but, you know, they all certainly serve their individual purpose within the space. Um, it's really cool when you think about it. You know? we, rare, we rarely do a commercial project where somebody from the, from the, the company that purchased from us didn't then buy something for their house. Right rarely right uh we just delivered a couple of uh console tables to a to a um uh 
manufacturing uh, facility for their boardroom and everything down in uh, South Carolina. And the CEO, you know, bought a bed and a bench for his house. Yeah. Right. So yeah. it's, uh, um, it, it does cross over. Right. right? Uh, for sure. Right. Certainly. And, and, and you said something too before, as far as um, manufacturing and like, you know, you guys are U.S. based. You do all of your manufacturing mm-hmm. in the U.S., correct? Correct. Right. And, and that's where you, so that's your world and, and you know, where, where you came from court, mm-hmm. you know, you, you, you and your family have been involved in, you know, carpentry and, and furniture design really your whole life. Is that accurate? Yeah, I think, yeah, that's probably pretty accurate. Yeah. yeah. Um, but uh, uh, from about 1995 till 2013, I had a company that was really focused on retail uh, store fixtures. Okay. And so we would do retail interiors for, you know, for lots of different brands, um, and uh, but all scalable, right? So we would build all of the, you know, um, for a lot of sports brands, and we did a lot of their international uh, construction. Wow. Right? And so um, it was always, the manufacturing side was always like taking this really pretty store that you wanted to create and making it scalable, making it affordable, right? You know, all those sorts of things. So um, you know, we used to have a big manufacturing facility in Vermont and, and it had all the machines and, you know, so sort of figuring out how to, how to build things has been something that, uh, yeah, I've been doing it my, my whole life. So that's um, really neat. So looking at even coming into the design world, uh, several years ago, you know, with Frank and looking at sort of how he was making things and you ever think about making it this way, right. And maybe you could, you know, join it this way. So, you know, there's some, uh, um, yeah, been been doing that a long time for sure. And as Desiron, you know, builds its its, you know, we have metal vendors and we have wood vendors and and you know all pretty much in the tri-state area. Um, you know, working with them on how to actually execute on a on a design is uh, you know is really fun. Right, right, is really fun. And and that's one of the things too that you know Desiron does does well, and and you guys have really highlighted as that service is the customization. So you know, just because you walk in this showroom. And a certain table looks a certain way, that doesn't necessarily mean that it has to, you know, be bought that way. You know, there's there's different finishes and different capabilities, mm-hmm. whether, you know, it's it's the glass or the wood or, you know, the iron fixture, you mm-hmm. guys can really customize all of that, huh? And there's and there's sort of those different levels of customization, right? right. If you have a standard uh, table base, but somebody wants a piece of stone instead of a piece of glass. Well, that's a relatively easy customization, right? It's just a different, you know, it's a different, uh, it's a different top. Uh, if somebody wants it a little bit longer, or a little bit wider, or a little bit taller. For the most part, that's that's relatively straightforward as well. It's when it's when people come to us with, oh, you know, you have a, I love your square table with the glass top, but I want it round with a, you know with a stone top and that's mm-hmm. if it's totally different and off brand for us right off off our you know we want people to notice our furniture out in the marketplace and say that's a desired piece right that's an important part of our brand so um you know we get all kinds of requests for sure um and uh you know ha- knowing how to navigate those well and and try to help out you know help out the client um but also knowing that that uh you can't be everything to everybody right right um right. And uh, you got to maintain the brand integrity, maintain the brand integrity and, you know, lead times in furniture these days are every, every week it gets longer. Right. Believe me, I know. And so how do you, you know, what kind of, um, you know, we are a boutique, right. Custom furniture company that has a very extensive line of its own furniture. And how do we continue to make that, uh, at the price points where we need to make it, but also 
make it quickly because that's a differentiator in today's market for sure. Right. And so we have several different like sort of levels. You know, we have some inventory uh, products. You know, some some of our sort of ans- back to that word ancillary. You know, we have some side tables and end tables in our in our most popular finishes that are you know. Uh, every bit desire, you know, they are our DNA that we have sort of in stock ready to go. You know, that was a big investment we made last year uh, and it's, and it's paid off, right? Yeah. It, it, it uh, you know, you, a designer comes to the end of the project and they're like, Oh, whoops, you know, I forgot mm-hmm. the mirrors, you mm-hmm. know, and we have three, you know, mirrors sort of, we have beautiful mirrors, right? These beautiful mirrors that are sort of in stock and ready to go. Um, so that has helped mitigate some of that. And then to you know, the manufacturing side, you know, really engineer the products well so that, you know, some of the parts can be made ahead of time, right? The raw parts. Right. So it's not like, oh, we, we've got to go buy the lumber, right, to make this table and, and, and everything has been, been pushed out from a lead time standpoint. It's 24 weeks. Well, we already have the lumber, right? right. We already have it actually cut uh, to long lengths. And for those tables, it all comes out of that stock. So now our lead times go from 24 to 16 just overnight, right? right? Just, just doing that. Which is, right? yeah, Which a is huge, huge proposition. And then, and then, you know, if it's even farther down the, the field, you know, you may be able to, to do less. I mean, we're running... You know, on our steel and glass and upholstered furnitures, you know, we're running under twelve week lead time still. Wow. Um, and our wood casework is 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 more like the more like the twelve to sixteen week lead times. Um, so, uh, and trying to maintain that's really challenging. Yeah, for sure. Certainly, I mean, yeah, that's my world with logistics and and, and you know moving and and uh, all of that 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 type of work. I'm involved in it every day, and uh, like you said, it's definitely. Every week it gets a little longer. You know, it's definitely not getting better right now. And we, sorry, Jerry, and we, and we, you know, we have this beautiful showroom in, in, you know, in the design center and we make a conscious effort to flip the furniture right. in here all the time. Yeah. Right. So keep it fresh. As, keep, not only to keep it fresh, but also it's, it's, it's an offering to our clients. Mm-hmm. So they come and they love this sofa and it's, it's. 12, 14 weeks to get this sofa, but they could actually probably have this one right now. Cause I, yeah. cause I'm already making another one to right. replace this one. I we do that all the time anyway. Right. Right. So we, we always have a constant new product coming in. So we're constantly motivated to move the stuff that's on the floor. It's not a second, you know, it's not a, it's not a sample. It's a, it's a first quality piece, but it's also available. Right. Right. Which is, uh, not a lot of showrooms do that because once they sell it, oh my God, I have this big yeah. hole in the floor. Yeah. What am I, you know, what am I going to do? You're so we've been really strategic. 10 steps ahead in that yeah. sense. So when we get an order for a product or we're in production on a product, we really look at our inventory and what we have in the showroom and be like, ooh, we could actually put, you know, a new lounge chair, you know, in the showroom. So, hey guys, those are, those are ready to go. Nice. Right? You know, we can move those. So again, we're trying to offer solutions um, because it is a challenging environment for our design and, and architecture partners for sure. Yeah. And Jerry, just to kind of add to that, um, I was going to, you can go first, but I was going to kind of say, you know, when you're working with those designers on projects, and again, you understand this from, you know, you know past opportunities and, and positions that you've had in your career, you know, when you're going through that, that design to build to, you know, deliver an installation process, how are you guys kind of strategically looking at that kind of to stem off, you know, what Court just said? Sure. I think we're we're trying to always stay paramountly true to the brand. At the same time, we're 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 wanting to understand manufacturing. How what is the best way to build that? What is going to be the most efficient way to build that? And also, what is really tied to the design community again about what they want, what mm-hmm. they're seeing, what are the finishes that are trending right now, what are the levels of 
materiality that are trending right now. We're trying to always keep that finger on the pulse. And I think that's why Court and our enthusiasm right now with a lot of the new product that we're really pushing hard on is is really driving that message. And I and I come back to the beginning of the conversation of what drew me here and what drew us to this this company. It is that personal connection that we have. It's not only the the, the way this business was started truly as a family and family, be, you know, connections and it continues to kind of build off of that and i think that is so true to what we're about um both as direct family or indirect family and i think the way we've worked with the design community and our manufacturers and everybody it is a personal connection Mm -hmm. we're designing and building things that are personally handled and touched by our artisans and craftsmen that are doing this and i think we want that to transcend into the relationships and the partnerships that we currently have and that are going to continue to grow further down the road. Yeah, most definitely. And, and, and we'll finish kind of up on that is, you know, with that mindset in place, you know, where, where are you guys seeing this? You mentioned too, Court, you know, you kind of were brought on here to uh, take desire to the next level. You know, what is that next level for you? What, where, where do you see it going? And, and you know, what are you, uh, what are you trying to make of it? Well, I think there's a, uh, you know, obviously thought that, think and thought there was a great opportunity here right? Yeah. and to uh to build on what 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 frank had created over the years right but but again sort of take it to the next you know what are the next 25 years look right. like and and i think this this market is um you know in general the high-end you know residential and yeah. commercial furniture market it's so vast mm-hmm. there's so many different different avenues you can you can go down and and really uh, we've learned a lot in the last year right and we've um uh, I think have a really good strategy for uh, the rest of this year and next year with, with it, like as Jerry was saying, creating products that that are flexible enough that they can work in a multitude of different environments. Right? I I can see you know growing this company three four times pr- pretty easily um, uh, with the way that we're doing things. Right? We create a really nice product. Like nobody. Generally speaking, nobody says, "Hey, that wasn't uh, great." Yeah. You know, that wasn't a great experience from an end product, you know, standpoint. And that's been the that's been the case for twenty five years. And so, uh, if we if we don't lose that, and and we continue to do some some uh, creative, right, and strategic things uh, on the new product development side, um, yeah, we're 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 super excited about uh, about what the future holds for sure. Um, yeah, we, we, you can't be everything to everybody, right? Um, right, but we have, but we have a lot to offer. Yeah, you know, you got to do what you do well, and then you know, find ways to do it well uh, in different ways. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. exactly. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, gentlemen, you know, thank you so much for uh, for doing this today. It's been great. I love this showroom. I love you know all all of the pieces in here. Um, you know, it really is uh, inspiring and um, exciting you know, to be here. So thank you again for having me. This, this was, this was really great. Oh, we, we really appreciate it as well. It was, uh, it was fun to, to, it's fun to talk about what you're doing. Right. And then, especially in an environment like this, where, where you're like, Oh, wow, we really are doing that. Right. Yeah. And, yeah. Uh, and so, uh, yeah, we thank you for coming as well, Jack. Great opportunity. Thank you so much. No, my pleasure, gentlemen, looking forward to, uh, sometime soon again. Thanks. Thank you everybody for listening until next time.